I said, well, hell, I got it going on then. everyone welcome back to the reload podcast and oklahoma state recruiting podcast join with me today dustin ragusa um, we are going to talk about oklahoma state's most recent commitment raymond gay dustin first off how are you doing well man how are you long time uh long time no talk yeah we're getting the gang back together already did a <laughs> podcast uh earlier this week talked with uh Jaden Nixon, who committed Oklahoma State over the weekend, and uh, two pods in one week. I feel like this is uh, this has got to be a new record for us. Yeah, you're coming back with a bang. Oh, I know, but we wanted to get some uh, content out to the listeners, so we're going to talk about Raymond Thank Gay, you. who committed to Oklahoma State on Tuesday. Raymond Gay is a listed five foot ten, 175 pound athlete. Uh, some recruiting websites list him as a receiver. Uh, Oklahoma State appears to have recruited him as a defensive back. And um, he picked Oklahoma State over offers from Abilene Christian, Columbia, Dartmouth, Houston Baptist, Navy, and a handful of other small programs. Uh, Oklahoma State, interestingly, was the first Power 5 school to offer him a scholarship last month. Turns out they were the only Power 5 school to offer him a scholarship uh, before his commitment today. So, Dustin, what can you tell about, tell us about this guy who is uh, seemingly pretty off the radar but uh, has some intriguing physical tools that I think Oklahoma State was obviously uh, pretty enamored with to uh, offer him a scholarship and take him? Yeah, so I haven't got to watch a ton on him. I know we were talking off air. I was able to watch Red Oak where he uh, went in Texas against Ditton Braswell in the regional playoff matchup. So that's a five, a matchup. Um, he looked pretty good. I, I know you mentioned it. Oklahoma state's recruiting him as a cornerback. So he hasn't played cornerback since his freshman year. He's currently a junior right now. Yep. So there's no film on him that I can find where he's actually playing on the defensive side of the ball, but they obviously see something they like in his athleticism. He's a track guy, uh, super fast. You can tell that on film, yep. um, got great instincts. There were a couple plays that broke down and he was able to kind of find some holes in the middle of the defense. So, you know, he, he knows his way around the football field. Um, he played both inside and outside. They used him a lot in the screen game, the quick passing game, basically to get his speed out in the open and let him do stuff uh, with his legs. But he was also pretty physical. Um, he was actually the blocker on some bubble screens and some tunnel screens out for the wide receivers, and he was active blocking in the running game. Um, I I like him. I just you know it's hard to watch a wide receiver and kind of compare him uh, on the other side of the ball with nothing really to see. But from what I've read, it sounds like he's going to try to play some defense next year for Red Oak. But overall, he's, I mean, like I said, he's a freak athlete, track guy. He did long jump as well. Um, really good speed, really quick. Looks like he'd be able to kind of turn and run with guys at the cornerback position. And obviously, he looks like a guy that has enough talent to just get on the field somewhere for Oklahoma State. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough to try and uh, look at the kind of the uh, technical skills that he has as a receiver and, and a route runner and try and project what he can be as a cornerback. So it will be good to see him play some corner 
uh, next year and see if he can really turn and, and uh, turn the hips, I guess you could say, and, and uh, keep up with some of the receivers uh, at the high school level and see kind of how that will translate. I, I did watch some of his tape today, and I, I had watched some of him before, and I thought that the speed was really impressive. That absolutely stands out when I'm watching him. Um, it, basically, every you know, it's it's a highlight tape, right? You're look, you're watching the huddle and you're seeing some of the best plays um, from his high school career so far. But every time you watch this kid, he's he's sneaking behind the defense, right? Last season, yeah. had 38 catches, 758 yards, uh, nine touchdowns for Red Oak as as a receiver, and those are pretty good numbers, but. You know, just the the speed in which he can really blow by defenders, I think, really stands out. Uh, you mentioned the the track speed. Uh, it looks like, based off some of the numbers that we found, ran a 22.65 in the 200 meter dash last year. So, you know, I, I think that's pretty Im- impressive overall. If you're you're talking about just pure foot speed. Um, and, and you, I guess, found some numbers that uh, compare favorably to one Chuba Hubbard, who we think is pretty fast as well, right? Yeah, so like if you go look at Oklahoma State's track and uh, cross-country and track website, you can find Chuba's bio there, and he's got his personal best listed at 22.07, so about five-tenths of a second slower or faster than uh, than Ray. Yep. So it's pretty quick. I, I mean, it's not something to scoff at. They obviously saw something they like with his athletic ability, Something I was pointing out to you off air, just due to his size and due to him being a two-way player, one guy that instantly popped into my mind who I've watched a lot of film on is Thomas Harper, current cornerback for Oklahoma State, both around 5'10", 5'11", that 170-pound range, 175. And I pulled both their huddle tapes up next to each other. Again, those are highlight tapes, but these guys look so similar on the offensive side of the ball, running a lot of quick routes, like I was talking about with uh, with Ray, just kind of getting them the ball out in space, letting them work, letting them get by the defense, and it it was pretty it was pretty crazy to see how similar these two guys moved on the football field. So hopefully that could be somebody he converts into. And I, I know that may not be the best comp because we haven't seen a lot of Thomas Harper yet on the football field for Oklahoma State, but it's definitely he's definitely an exciting guy like Harper, a guy that just has that raw athleticism, that speed that overall talent. Um, And then another thing that stood out to me with Ray is just his ability to go up and jump and grab the football at its highest point. That'll translate to the defensive side as well. Um, And I'm not, I'm not really concerned about his size. Like I said, Oklahoma state's had some smaller cornerbacks like that in the past. One guy that stuck out in my mind that I know had some solid speed on the 40 was Tyler Patman who transferred to Oklahoma state from Kansas. He was in that, 5'10", 5'11", 170 pound range when he was recruited. Didn't have a lot of big offers, Kansas, uh, Colorado State, Utah, but a fast guy turned into a guy that made it to the NFL and has kind of bounced around the league, Cowboys, Jaguars. So maybe that's his ceiling. Um, And I think Floor would be a guy just kind of you know, every now and then kind of change of pace, nickel defensive back or something like that. Yeah. I love that comp with with Thomas Harper, and I think that's uh, size-wise and uh, skill-wise, I think that makes a lot of sense. Thomas Harper uh, was was part of Oklahoma State's 2019 recruiting class. He redshirted last year, Uh, but uh, people in the program are are really excited about this kid, obviously the younger brother of Devin Harper, but in high school, Thomas Harper uh, also played wide receiver for uh, for Carnes in, in Tennessee. 
and uh, he's obviously converted to cornerback and you know, I, I think he's a guy that's going to play some meaningful snaps in 2020, assuming we have a football season. So, yeah, I, I, I do like that comp quite a bit. I think physically they're they're pretty comparable as well. Thomas Harper, coming out of high school, was listed at 5'10", 165. So, you know, maybe even a little bit smaller than Raymond Gay. I think yeah. the, the speed uh, probably is an advantage to Raymond Gay. So I, I do like that uh, OSU is taking a chance and, and a bet on the speed and the physical tools that he has. So it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, one probably concern, I guess, is, uh, is the fact that he's not ranked. I don't know if it's necessarily concerned, but you know, if, if, if you're pointing to uh, recruiting rankings, you'll say, well, hey, you know, OSU's typically recruiting three or four-star guys. Um, you know, there may be middle of the pack in the Big 12, but Raymond Gay's a guy who you know, for the most part, was unnoticed by most major programs, not ranked by any recruiting services. So you have a theory as to why he is not ranked, and perhaps this will change soon. But what is your theory on why he is not ranked currently? Yeah, so just to kind of back up a little bit on that, you asked some questions in the uh, Pistols Firing uh, Forum, the Chamber recently, just kind of asking what people were looking for in this podcast when we're talking about recruits. And one of the things somebody pointed out was, you know, maybe why a guy isn't rated as high that Oklahoma State offered and got a commitment from. So something you and I were talking about, and obviously we don't know all the ins and outs of it. Like I said, I've only got to watch one game and then the highlight, the highlight reels and kind of look some stuff up on the kid. But one thing that stood out to me from watching the tape and from looking up some of the statistics from Red Oak is – they had a senior receiver, so obviously, you know, a more, a more tenured veteran guy, uh, Kobe Cavill, that actually signed with Louisiana Monroe, and he was kind of the headline guy for them in the passing game. So I'm sure there was a lot of guys coming to look uh, from the college ranks at him, so he was kind of their first priority. And then Red Oak was a powerful rushing team. They had one, they had one running back rush for over 1,500 yards, another guy get close to uh, 1,000, right under 1,000, and then another 500-yard rusher, along with their quarterback who would run the ball as well in the zone read game. So there was about three, four, five guys who were the more focal points of the offense, I think, than Gay. And those were probably the guys that are getting looked at by these scouts and these recruiting sites that are ranking these guys. So that that's probably one thing that I think really hurt him. Um, I'm sure he stood out on tape and stood out when people would go watch. So I would think his, he would at least have some kind of ranking on one of these recruiting sites. But I think that was probably a big factor that kind of pushed him down the list, just not being one of the main focal points of the offense. And he still had a great season. Uh, a lot of that was due to some bigger runs. He didn't have a lot of games with high volume of catches. The game I watched, I think he had five, but he scored a touchdown. He busted a short pass into a huge game. Uh, huge long run for a touchdown so that that that's kind of my take on it I, I could be completely off base but that was kind of what I thought about it yeah I, I think that's really that's a really astute observation I'm glad you made it because <clears throat> when people look at recruiting rankings and player profiles they'll look at a guy and say okay this guy wasn't ranked uh, it, it maybe confirms like it's a confirmation bias that oh Gundy can't recruit or oh OSU only takes underrated guys it, it's possible that you know, frankly, that this guy was just completely overlooked. One, he played at Red Oak, so he's not at Allen High School. 
Right. Um, two, he was clearly not the first option on this offense. And three, I think probably the speed is, is something that OSU noticed that perhaps not a lot of programs either got to see or even noticed. So, um, you know, I think that's a really good explainer that uh, that maybe helps, you know, kind of explain why he was not ranked high. And and I think just based off of that, that it's possible that he ends up getting a, a nice little bump because OSU's evaluation um, over the years has has been pretty reliable. So I would imagine he'll get he'll get a nice little bump. It reminds me of uh, I guess this was probably four or five years ago, Dylan Galloway. Uh, committed to Oklahoma State in the 2016 class. And at the time when he committed, he was, uh, I think he was a three-star recruit. He was not very highly sought out. And um, and part of that was because he was the sixth man in the rotation for Coppell. And mm-hmm. Oklahoma State kind of took a chance on him, hoping that uh, he, he had limited exposure, but eventually he would come up and, and be a very valuable contributor. And obviously... I think um, his contributions over the past few years proved that that was a very good evaluation. So it's possible that in the case of Raymond Gay, that um, that OSU's evaluation is again spot on. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how that plays out and and whether or not he becomes uh, a, a meaningful contributor for Oklahoma State. Uh, this is Raymond Gay is the fourth commitment for OSU in the 2021 recruiting class. So. Uh, for those who have been following along, this is the third commitment in the last three weeks after a, a pretty slow start for OSU in the 2020 class. They're still ranked 10th in the Big 12 recruiting rankings, according to 247 Sports. They're ranked 71st nationally, but it, it appears things are trending in the right direction. They're starting to get things going and um, despite you know the pandemic basically halting the recruiting process, they can't do official visits, can't do unofficial visits, no contacts in person. Uh, but OSU appears to be trending in the right direction. This is the third defensive pledge for Oklahoma State. So Ty Williams from Muskogee has already committed. Colby Fields from Louisiana, uh, a, line, a linebacker from, uh, from Louisiana has already committed. And then Ray McGay is, is the third one. And obviously Jaden Nixon, who we talked about earlier, the running back from Lone Star Frisco uh, committed two weeks ago. So uh, it'll be interesting to kind of see how this class unfolds. Could be four defensive pledges in this class this week, depending upon how Colin Oliver uh, makes his decision. He is expected to commit on Friday. Dustin, are you ready to make a prediction for Colin Oliver? Or are you waiting? Hmm. I don't know. I'm still, I'm still on the fence about that. I mean, what do you think? I think he's going to Oklahoma State. Okay, I like it. I'm just gonna jump on board with you then. I trust you. Yeah. Hey, I had a question for you though. Actually, <laughs> something you just said. So, since Raymond Gay isn't ranked, yeah. does he even move the class ranking at all? Because he doesn't even have a two four seven ranking. I'm fairly confident he did not move the rankings at all. Up or down. Like, Up it doesn't affect it at all. Right. I didn't even think about that because normally they at least have some ranking in, you know, the, the right. next class that's coming in. You know, I don't normally look out that far at the class rankings several yeah. years out, but that's really interesting. And, and typically, in that in the case of Raymond Gay or players who are unranked who commit to power programs – 247 will usually go back and rank those players because 
if a player is not ranked or, or in A as he is listed on the website, they usually go back and assign a ranking, whether that's, you know, okay, he's a one-star recruit. Typically they won't do that, but, um, you know, they'll go back in and say, okay, we haven't listed this guy in our database. He obviously has a player profile, but he deserves to have some sort of ranking. So he will eventually be assigned a ranking. He will eventually move the class up in the rankings. But yeah, for right now, he's not ranked um, and it, it, it made zero changes in the recruiting database. So it's uh, it's pretty interesting. I was actually looking today because I was trying to calculate what Colin Oliver's commitment would mean for Oklahoma State. And they're ranked 71st right now. If he commits on Friday and there's no other changes across the country, he would move OSU up to number 60 overall in the national rankings and number nine in the Big 12. So Colin Oliver... Six foot two, 220 linebacker from Edmond, Santa Fe. He's ranked as a four-star recruit, uh, top 350 in the country, and uh, is committing on Friday. A year to the day from the day OSU initially offered him a scholarship, um, committing between Arkansas, Nebraska, Ole Miss, Utah, OSU, and a few others. So I expect and good news. Yeah. He's got all of the expert predictions right now for Oklahoma State, right? It, it does appear that way, yes. I last I checked, that's what it was, but I, I couldn't remember. It was a couple days ago. Yeah. Of course, those are, you know, sometimes they're funny money, and uh, yeah. <laughs> they're not always right, but it it uh, it appears OSU's in a good spot. We'll say that. So perhaps we'll be doing another Colin Oliver podcast in the near future. But I think that's all we've got for the saga of Raymond Gay Interesting to uh, follow along with his senior year and, and uh, track his progress as he hopefully plays a little bit more defensive back. We can analyze him further. Uh, Dustin, it's been a pleasure. I'm glad we got to do this again. Shake off some rust. And, we're back. Uh, we're back, baby. Uh, thank you all for listening. Please go to iTunes. Leave us a five-star review and a nice comment. And um, that helps us with the metrics. That helps us uh, get more exposure. More Oklahoma State fans can know about Oklahoma State recruiting and uh, and our coverage at Pistols Firing. So thank you for doing that in advance. And uh, hopefully we will talk to you soon. Thanks, Dustin. See ya. All right.